Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening to our beautiful guests out there. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt. Sitting across from me is just an equally beautiful host, my co-host. You are too damn kind. I keep going, though. (laughs) I am Jacob Trowbridge. Uh, I am here, and I am excited. I am elated, dare I say. Because the two of us are coming off the heels of watching a fantastic playoff game. Absolutely. Well, many fantastic playoff Mm -hmm. games, really. Yeah, overall, it was another very exciting weekend of football, playoff football. Gotcha. I mean, the playoffs so far have been terrific. They've been dynamite. Just from pure entertainment yes, value. Yes, absolutely. As if, if your team is eliminated from the playoffs, I apologize. But also, you should be thrilled at the prospect of all of the super close games or just super weird games. Like, they haven't even all been super close. Obviously, the Houston and Kansas City game took a turn, and it was close for about a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was uh, looked like a blowout on one end and then became a blowout on the other end. That was wild. Um, but the Packers-Seahawks game came down to the wire, as all of both of those teams' games do. Hey, you know what? That's, it's our motto all season long as Packer fans, win ugly. Win ugly. That's right. Win it d- it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. Hey, we're in the championship game, one game away from the Super Bowl here That's now. Wild. So, And I don't care how we win. Yeah, and I don't want to hear it, Jimmy Graham haters. You, you he came through. Of bitches. He he got it. He came through in a couple a big down. ways. <laughs> he had a couple big first downs. Was... There was first down gate yes. though uh, at the the very end of the game. Obviously, oh yes, because is... the yellow line is the official <laughs> line. <laughs> but it has reverberated from twi- through Twitter. And let's be honest though, if I was a Seahawks fan, I'd be doing the exact. Oh, same absolutely, thing. absolutely. That but... yellow line is gospel. I'd be shouting it from the rooftops. As it is, of course, I I'm not. We know that it's not. It is not. facts. That is that is fine. <laughs> but regardless, good shit. So I'm excited for this mm-hmm. following uh, week and the rest of the season. Yes. To unfold before us. So we are drinking a good beer. We are. Yes. Eventually. But, but before that, you at least will be drinking a bad beer because we are paying off some beer bets here. We are. Do you want to pay off a beer bet as well? You know, I, you asked me this before the show, and I don't feel like I should be the one to make that decision. I feel like beer bets are thrust upon you. You know, you don't volunteer to pay off a beer bet. Well, why don't we have you pay off one now? An eye for an eye? Yeah. Okay. We can both commiserate together here. That's fine. I don't know how bad a beer this is actually going to be. I just pulled a random one out of my fridge. So <laughs> See, that's both exciting and uh, dangerous at the same time, but it could just be delightful. It could. I don't know. I've never had it. You said so. this is a Canadian beer. It's Canadian. Okay. What it's is called what's the name of it? Boreal. I don't know. I'm not French. I'm not French Canadian. I don't know. Uh, it's an IPA. That's about all I can tell you. Six point two percent. It's from everything Quebec. Else is in French. That's right. That's unfortunate. So um, you can have this one. Okay, perfect. And then what did you get for me? I I ran out of options really, uh, just in terms of styles that I knew you would hate. So I picked up very specifically a Lining Kugel's Cranberry Ginger Shandy, which is just going to be pure, unadulterated gut rot. It's going to be gross. Yeah. I already know this. There is no there is no French questioning about no, this. No, I'm is not just going to be I'm not a sweet beer person. I'm not a big Shandy person. So, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so it's all going to be bad for I you. I mean, it's it's probably going to be fine. I'm just not happy about it. Let's put it that way. So we instituted a little bit of rule change mm-hmm. for these, uh, dear listeners. Rather than having to chug these, if you don't want to, yes. the rule is you must finish that beer before you get to have the actual good beer, though. So I think that the, the idea is still there. I'm going to be getting through this fucking thing as fast as I possibly oh, for can. sure. I don't want to prolong this. But, you know, we, we went through the phase of like, oh, do we have to chug it every single time? Yeah, it it kind of just makes for bad radio. And it just gets to bit. be a lot to have to chug an entire beer. Okay, when you say it like that, that sounds so pathetic, though. We can't chug an entire beer. I'm an old man now. I... <sighs> 
right. I feel like you just turned okay. off the entire subsection of bros that listen to this podcast. Okay, I don't want to chug beer on a work night. Okay. All Is right. that better? I guess, yeah, I guess. That's okay. Because let me tell it. you, that steel reserve I think is still sitting in me. Months later, it was it's, it was that bad. Yeah, it lingers. It lingers real good. Um, so which now I know which beer bet I'm forcing you mm-hmm. to pay off right now, because let me just say this: the reason I wanted you to pay this off so bad on this episode, mm-hmm. which by the way we've we've buried the lead here, but we are getting into our face plants of the season. Yes, we said last week after our our victory laps, we said we're going to come back, we're going to tell you what we got wrong. We're going to own up to our our errors. So here we are. That's we're, right. We're doing it this so, week. So we are we are goddamn doing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we decided to be fun to call each other's out. Rather than last week, we patted ourselves on the back. This mm-hmm. time, it's we are looking at what the other person fucked up essentially. Which I <laughs> first of all, I expected to be a little bit more more easy. I expected it to be easier mm-hmm. than it than it was. So that's that's what upset me, is because I was so looking forward to this, and, and then it turned out that it was much harder to uh, find some real donkeys from you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to up top, just remind you that yeah, you did make some terrible calls. Okay, just so not which, in this so thing. which one am I paying off here? So you are going to pay off our Cam Newton bet. Okay, you said. Uh, he finished QB 13 last year, and you said he was going to finish better. And there was no injury discount no. for this. And in fact, in fact, you were so emphatic about this bet that that's why it's so much more satisfying to pay this off. And if you don't mind, I'm actually going to take us back and just do a little rewind here for you. I went ahead and found the clip of of you discussing this bet and just the smudgeness that was involved in it. So I'm going to play a really quick clip here uh, about your bet. The money where your mouth is. Yes. Your bet? Yes. All right. Well, uh, okay. You know, no, you said he's going to finish worse than quarterback 13. Oh, then yes. I, and, and no injury discount because that's baked into this. Right. Yeah, yeah no injury discount. Done. Yes. Cheers to it. Cheers to the beer bet. Yep. Right. That's yes. unfortunate. But hold on, just one more second. Four quarterback on the season. So, oh, I can't wait to rub this in your face. <laughs> you couldn't wait to rub it in my face, That's Dustin. Right. Who will be doing the face rubbing now? There is probably a better way to phrase that, but I don't care because you have to pay this off. Um, so that's the one I'm then choosing to make mm-hmm. you pay off. Okay. Which beer bet am I paying off here? So I will have you – I'll just have you do the first one that's here. So um, the over-under on Daniel Jones making six starts, you said under. I said over. I win. Yeah. Started more than that. By a hefty margin. Yes. <laughs> the majority of the season he started. So we will uh, mark that as paid. Perfect. Because you're going to be paying that bad boy off. Oh, yeah. Let's crack this guy. So uh, let's see what kind of disgusting – Cheers to commiserating uh, being losers. <laughs> Ooh, ah, there is a better way to say that. It's not great. I'm going to say no. it right now. I'm sure. I'm sure that Canada does a lot of things well and a lot of beers well. This is not one of them. <laughs> That's kind of an old IPA as well, so I'm sure it's just all bitter hops oh. right now and oh, yeah. not not good hops anymore. Ooh. So, um, yeah, good luck with that. This isn't great either. Um, it's kind of. I would imagine not. It's kind of uh, not really cold. I'm sure it'd be better if it was like ice cold, but it's not ice cold. Yeah. Um, it's got a weird malty after flavor that I'm not digging. Yeah. Uh, definitely That's... has that ginger and cranberry in it. Um, Do you get that pulp? Although that? it also says here a vice beer brewed with honey with natural flavors. So I'm not sure what these natural flavors are, but uh, pollen. It's not good. <laughs> Grass. That is not good. Grass clippings. Oh. <laughs> Just well. a little bit of dirt. <laughs> so, all right. Well, as we have to suffer through these before we can get to our actual treat of this week, which, by the way, comes from Millstream Brewing in Amana, Iowa. Uh, this is the Back Road Stout. It's an oatmeal stout. It looks delicious. It, it, it It's going to be. It looks delicious in the bottle. Now let's put it that way. Incredibly delicious after these atrocities mm-hmm. that we're Bull forcing show. down our gullets right now. But all right, so while we're while we're doing this, mm-hmm. 
it's only right that we that we talk about what else we fucked up. <laughs> so, do you want to kick us off and and get? Oh, wait, no, I almost I was, forgot. I was I was gonna get us there. Okay, you, you really gotta just like shake me when when I I pulverize through these things because we almost missed our favorite segment. Yes, we we brought it back. The drunk trade of the week. That's right. So, Jake, you have this for us. I sure do. So, thank you on Twitter for submitting these to mm-hmm. us. Keep them a coming, because goddamn, it's fantastic. So, this week's drunk trade of the week comes from at Gold Jacket QBs. He said he he leads off and he says, "I feel a bit bad, but there was a guy who I'd text regularly at 2:30 a.m. on Friday or Saturday night." With some outrageous trades, like Delaney Walker for Travis Kelsey and a first. I did get Travis Kelsey and the first. This was three years ago. What? Okay, this was three years ago. Wow. And he he adds a little follow-up, and he says, The timing of the text was absolutely deliberate. I knew he'd be walking out drunk, looking at his phone to call a cab. So he'd send this trade, knowing that when he pulled it out of his pocket, even if he's just trying to swipe away, maybe to click through, doesn't realize what he's doing, but he did it. That's sneaky. Delaney Walker and Travis Kelsey in a first. This was, so even three pre, years ago. Pre-Walker injury. Right before. So this would have been this. Yeah, he was coming off of. uh, like a uh, tight end five or six, something like that. Like he was, he had a pretty good season, to be fair. He did. Yes. But, but no, but the, Kelsey. Yeah, the the arrows were definitely well, Kelsey, pointing in different directions. Well, Kelsey on its own is bad. A one-for-one one trade. Yeah. But throw the first on top of it. That's not great. Oh, why? <laughs> That's just mean. It's mean, but so do you think that let's talk about the method that he got this drunk trade. Do you feel like that's sly or is that uh, shady? I feel like it's shady. Really? I mean, I lean on the sly side. I don't know. That's, that's take just it, timing it up, man. It is, but it's also taking advantage, mm. knowingly taking advantage of someone. Now, if the trade was the other way, where the drunk guy leaving the bar sent this trade offer, uh-huh. that's a different story. Because when you're drunk, you don't know what you're doing. But this guy knowingly went in. It's like, sure. oh, this guy's drunk. I'm going to take advantage of him. Well, then, hey, man, lock up up your fantasy football apps when you're drinking. Wait, remember we talked about this uh, not so long ago, Mm -hmm. having like a uh, basically a phone butler for yourself while you're drunk, somebody that would just slap it out of your hands and make sure you don't do shit like this. Mm -hmm. I feel like that guy needs it. See, I I err on the side of that's a little sly. That's just, hey, man, he doesn't have to accept it. You need uh, the butler like on um, JD had on Scrubs. Mistake. <laughs> yes, but you would you would have to say that beforehand. Of course. Yep. Exactly. But it would be a preemptive. It would be a preemptive mistake. It would have to be very loud and very in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. I, see, I I think it's above board. I, I don't mean, know. I don't like it. Well, because you know that you would probably be the guy accepting that trade. No, I never get drunk. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, okay, guy. No, okay, I, guy. I, I, I have a very high standard, I guess, that I hold myself to. I, I'm much more above <laughs> board on that. Uh, well, I, I say it's fantasy football. Most things are fair. All right. Most Twitter, get out there. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Above board or below board? Which side are you on? <laughs> or right want to know? Or do you think this is mid board? I don't know. There's no such thing. Take a side. <laughs> right. Don't be Switzerland. Okay, fair enough. You heard it here, folks. Do not be Switzerland. Um, all right, let's get into Facebook. Okay, yes. We get into the, the meat of the episode, so they say. That's right. So we picked each other's face plants this week. We, we went back through all of uh, the last off season's episodes, our divisional breakdowns, drinking buddies, red flags, sleepers, busts, etc., etc. Just everything. Yep. Yeah. We combed through the archives. Yep. We picked out the best of the best of the worst of the worst from our our co-host. Yeah, absolutely. I'll lead us off here. Please do. So with quarterback, I will say I didn't feel great about picking this one. This was out of all of them. This was probably the least confident I was, um, only because you you picked Jameis Winston, and yeah. and you had him in our divisional uh, preview as one of your question marks for the upcoming season. 
I did. So it's that not like you had him legit. He very much was a question mark. <laughs> I went back and listened to um, all of the um, episodes mm-hmm. where we talked about this, just so I could have a little bit more context of what what you were talking about. Dive. And um, yeah, you, we were both high on him, but we both agreed he was a question mark. Like we didn't know what to expect, which Jameis was going to be there. We knew he threw all the INTs, but he also threw for a crap ton of yards and touchdowns. So we just, exactly. it, was, it was very much the open-ended question mark. So I didn't feel great about this because if <laughs> you didn't have a strong feeling one way or the other, but um, so I, I picked it anyway. But it's, I mean, it's fair considering where he finished, which depending yes. on your scoring format, which either was either quarterback two or three. Right. So, I mean, yeah, he he did disprove me. Yes. To be fair. True. So you um, had him as your question mark. He was ADP of QB 15, so outside the top 12. And I know we, we talked about Jameis a lot last week, so I'm not going to go into a ton this week. Um, just more kind of pointing it out. Uh, he finished as the QB 2, and um, as I said last week, he had five top five QB finishes, and he also had uh, nine total top 12 finishes, so 14 of 16 weeks as a top 12 quarterback which i think is more consistent than people will you don't think easily of that. admit absolutely yeah, it just doesn't seem well, like he was he, that consistent when he threw that many interceptions mm. hit a ton of sacks you know a lot of giveaways over the season you just don't picture that as 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 his season uh, i so. just i just got to the bottom of this little fucker by the way and there's some hidden hop residue or uh, or just uh, mud? <laughs> I don't know. There is something at the bottom of that I'll can say, you that really powered your way through that fast. I wanted to get to the good one. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about the good one. Again, this episode is basically all bad things, for the most part. Um, I wanted to get to the good. I'll, I'll work on finishing You've this. You've really been nursing your, your cranberry ginger over there. I'm going to call you a cranberry ginger. You're not even redheaded, right? right? There, it's done. It's over with. <laughs> See, now we can get into the good stuff. Now we can move on. As we're talking about the bad All stuff. All right, you talk about my QB first here, my face plant. Yes. And then we will get in, we'll do our beer review. That's right. We'll we're take gonna, a break. Yeah, we need to circle uh, back and give this good beer some props here. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, <laughs> I had zero questions about who I, I had to choose in this category for you because... While you had a lot of uh, very great, I'm going to say it, you had great ideas in general this offseason about most of the players that you planted a flag on. Mm -hmm. However, 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 you listed Mitch Trubisky as a sleeper. In our Sleepers and Bus episode, you said, you know what, I'm going to ignore history. I'm going to uh, put put my blinders on and even ignore your homerism to Mm -hmm. a certain degree. And I'm going to go with the quarterback of the Bears, who had been a disappointment, I would say, up until this point. Mm-hmm. His ADP, however, was low. It was at QB19. Correct. And so there is there is a methodology there, which is if you're waiting on quarterback, you look for the guy with the upside. And guys with upside, as we've learned this year again, mm-hmm. rushing really helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the weapons around you really help. He does have weapons. He got a great new shiny running back in David Montgomery. Right. He also has catches. a little bit of running ability. He he, he's no Lamar Jackson. Uh, let's not put it that way. But you are. He, he can create some yards with his legs and, and gets a fair amount yeah. of yardage on he's the ground. more like a Dak. I should say 2018 Trubisky proved that. 2019, yeah. <laughs> not so much. Not so much at all. It was, it was unfortunate. And I think, uh, look, the whole team kind of had, had a bit of a uh, break from mm-hmm. their success. Let's call it that. Let's be diplomatic. They had a break from success this year. Um, he finished QB 26. Not a not giant good. dip down from his ADP, at least. That's not good. That's not usable. I mean, in, in a two-quarterback league or super flex league, you don't want to start him. him. No, you still don't want him. He only – I hate to rub this in, but again, it's really it's the only time I'm going to get to here. So he only had one week where he ranked higher than QB7. One lone week higher than QB7. He had five weeks in total where he was a QB1. So top 12. Okay. Five weeks where, you know, if you stream a guy, there's a good chance that you're going to get 
a quarterback one performance if you pick the right matchup, obviously. Right. He was not one of those. He was not one of those guys. Only seven weeks at QB 15 or higher. The rest of the weeks, he was unusable. Yep. Basically. Basically. Um, so not great. No. But I do want to know, do you think next year, is there a chance you revisit Trubisky as a sleeper-type dude? It could be. I, I believe the Bears uh, just fired their offensive coordinator, and they're going to be hiring a new one, or if they haven't rehired. I don't know. I swear I heard some news about it. Sure. So depending on that and kind of what that looks like, I know Nagy is supposed to be this offensive genius. That's what they say. I don't know. I, I I will think about it. I don't Fair know. Enough. I can't I can't Fair commit enough. at this point. Oh, and I would not ask you to nail this down right now, just so I could save it for later for next year's <laughs> Face Plants episode. Winky blinky. But uh, it's interesting because you know you you do look for the guys who faltered the year previously mm-hmm. just to see if you can get that value from them next year. Right. So it'll be interesting to revisit this later in the offseason. Yes. Yeah. When we do our we uh, divisional uh, previews again. Yeah talk about the bears a little bit more in depth maybe then we'll it's possible it's possible it's anything's possible possible. but unlikely (laughs) all right let's take a break from the face plants and dip into something a little yes this back road stout this oatmeal stout from millstream brewing company Mm -hmm. it poured uh fantastically by the way it's very dark it's it's so dark that that is like the night without stars that's what it is mm-hmm. right and you Ooh, get it smells oh, so good i love a fucking oatmeal stout there is something great about an oatmeal stout there's like that tiny bit of earthiness to it but it's still sweet but it's not too sweet some of them you get are a little too sweet mm-hmm. i don't like that i like balance in my stout mm, oh that's good. oh i like that yeah that's not super chewy <laughs> but it's, it's got a little bit of <laughs> chewiness not. to it i mean mm-hmm. It's thick, but it's not absurdly thick like those ones that you, you know, the aged stouts mm-hmm. which have a tendency right. to do that, which I'm not as fan yes, of. Yes, it's obviously not very high ABV. I'm guessing it doesn't say on the bottle here, but I'm guessing probably like it's like a five percent. I was going to say five to six percent. Yeah, it's not much, but it's not it's not thin and lacy. No, you know, like a low ABV stout can sometimes do that. Right, or a porter especially right. can have that where it's like, oh, if it's not super high ABV, right, look out because it might be watery. Right, like Guinness tends to have a little bit of a thinner mouthfeel to it. Oh my goodness, that's fucking delightful. That's delightful. That's very good. Do you think that could be because of the crappy beer we had first? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You could throw just a Corona extra in front of me right now, and it would probably taste almost as good as that stout. But I can make that happen. I said, no, 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 no. no. We stick with, we stick with this stout. All right. So, uh, do we want good. to um, introduce the new thing we're doing here? Yes, of course. Why don't we you do. get on and do it? Yes, I will. Um, I will explain while you're logging in. Perfect. So, okay. so new. Why we hadn't thought of this sooner, I don't know. But uh, regardless, we're, we're here dumb, now. Dumb, dumb people. We're here now. So we are now on tap on Untapped. If you're not familiar, it is an app um, for your smartphone that you can rate beers, rate and review beers, uh, and you can kind of get a consensus of what people like, what they don't like, what other people think about it, flavor profile, etc. Um, you can add photos. You win virtual badges, which is you know gives you the feel goods. But as we, fantasy football folks, yeah. we love to win shit. That's right. So uh, we are now on Untapped, and it's at Drinking Fantasy. Correct is our Drinking handle. Underscore Fantasy. Drinking Underscore Fantasy yep. is our uh, handle. So please uh, follow us. We'll follow you back. We'll give the, we'll give the follow back. Oh, absolutely. And, and we so, want to know what you guys are drinking right. out there just as much as you maybe, right. maybe care about what we're yes. drinking. Um, so all the beers that we now taste on the podcast will be posting on Untapped for you to get some more information about if you're curious about it. Yeah, so. and what's great about Untapped is like – uh, not only is it good for kind of a preview of the beer that you're about to buy, let's say you're just gawking through the grocery store and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. You can check out the reviews on Untapped. It's nice, consolidated. You can mm-hmm. just say, ooh, okay, 
these guys like it for these reasons. That seems like something I dig. And then it tracks all of your beers after you rate them so that, hey, I've been there. I'm sitting at a bar. I don't remember if I've had this beer. Maybe I've had a few too many at that point already. I can go back through my log and say, yay or nay. Mm-hmm. And this was a five-star beer. Fuck yes, pour me another. Or this was a three-and-a-half-star beer. Maybe I'll look elsewhere. It's kind of nice. It is. So for the back road stouts, what do you – this is tip-top for me. This is fantastic for me. I would say four out of five. Only – Wow. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little bit more critical and... Or maybe that cranberry ginger tainted your taste buds. Maybe. Mm. Did it do the opposite thing? Did it do the wrong thing? All right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna meet you. Uh, I give it a four and a half, man. Okay. It's fantastic. That is Millstream Brewing. If you're listening, I think it's fantastic. Fuck what Dustin had to say about it. I think it's it. a very good beer. All right. Well, we're going to meet in the middle. All we'll right. give it a 4.25 on the old untapped. Okay. Right in the sweet spot there. Um, I just, I, I like a beer like that because I want to feel full, but I don't want to feel too full. Right. After so what what is the um, average user rating? Uh, on Untapped right now, this is only at a 3.5. So. Hey. No. No, I, don't you don't you go, oh, as saying. if that validates your want opinion about this. I'm just saying, maybe <laughs> I have better uh tasting ability than you i don't think so maybe again, i don't have a gutter palate again millstream brewing don't listen to anything that he's saying i'm listen just kidding it's a very good I'm beer I, I like this a lot um fantastic i think some people just like to be pissy on this this app. is true it's like twitter people like to be pissy on mm-hmm. twitter um as or contrarian make... just to be contrarian <laughs> that's exactly right all right but uh check it out i yep. recommend checking it out if you can. absolutely um, but definitely check out the untapped app this mm-hmm. is not a sponsor or anything we just no. really enjoy no, it's doing free this. to download is, it's when we're sitting at the bars watching games this is exactly what we do yep we go and we're like and we don't always pull up the app immediately and no. say oh wait did, did you rate it a four but sometimes i'll be out at the bar and i'll be like have i had this before because i'd like to try different beers different craft beers different breweries and i'm like exactly. i don't know if i've tried this before and i'll look and if i actually liked it i'll be like oh maybe i'll have another one or Boom. If I didn't like it, I'll be like, yeah, I'll try something else on time. Right, exactly. you know? Steer clear, big tuna. That's right. Head for open waters. <laughs> All right. Let's get back into the face plants, okay. the meat of the episode. All right. And you can go ahead. You can attack my running back because I deserve yes. it. So your running back that you had was Austin Eckler. You had him as a regression candidate. Yeah. And... <laughs> full transparency here. Mm-hmm. As I was listening to that episode in that segment... Uh-huh. I 100% agreed with you. Actually, 100% agreed with you. So um, while this is yours, I I will (laughs) say that I will say that I I happen to agree with you on this. So um, again, full transparency. (laughs) Fair enough. I appreciate uh, you you diving on the grenade with me. Yes. So he was ADP of RB30 um, with um, overall about 64. So about 5.3 5.3 round 5.3 so it's not like you were spending a ton on him a decent draft capital but not obviously your top few picks here uh he finished as the arbor rb4 on the season i mean, I mean. incredible he had an incredible season when i was looking at his actual production week by week he had six top five rb performances one top 12 five in the top 24 and two in the top 36 so all but one week basically he he was in the top 36 or better that's the most you can ask for how consistent is that round basically flex player yes and and i stupidly again i stupidly said nope he's gonna regress and just uh, I'm going to add on this for you Mm -hmm. because it stings so much is he last year finished RB 25 on the season. I said, Mm -hmm. he's going to regress from RB 25. Correct. (laughs) Fuck. So, so next year, here's the thing. What happens with Melvin Gordon? Doesn't matter even what happens. I think Melvin Melvin Gordon probably moves on in free agency just with the whole contract thing they had this year. And it just, he came back just to save face, I think, and try to earn himself some money. Like, he, he needed to earn oh, yeah. money, but also try to prove himself to other teams that 
you know, he can still play. Yeah, they want to go through the whole Lev Bell thing. Absolutely. So, but what, I don't what, even what's know the if team going to do? What's the team going to do? Are they going to draft another running back this year? I don't think they will. They seem to have a lot of other holes they need to fill, and they've also yeah. got Justin Jackson, a uh, young player. We all, we're all very high on him uh, when he was drafted and went to yeah. the Chargers. So I, I feel like they're probably not going to spend a lot of draft capital on him or on the running back position, I should say. Sure. But hard to say. We don't know what the quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Philip Rivers for one more year? Again, we'll deep dive into that later on in this offseason. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, real bummer. Because even when Gordon came back, he was still a, a shining stud mm-hmm. for your team. Or, at the very least, very usable. Yes. So mm-hmm. we'll put that in the old learning box. That's right. And uh, hold on to that one. Now, here's one that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I only had maybe two options that I could go for at the running back position. But I had to call this one out. And the only reason that I had to call this one out is because the other player was a similar situation where I agreed with what you said on the other guy. I did not agree with what you said on this guy. And it's Christian McCaffrey, Mr. CMC himself. You listed him as a regression candidate. Correct. You did. I remember this because yeah. they were talking about in the off season how they didn't want they wanted to lighten his load, not give him as many touches. They thought they used him a little too much last year. So based off of what the coaches were saying, sure. and based off of how high his usage was the year before, yes, with those two things combined, I didn't think that was a bad take. Obviously, very mistaken, <laughs> very wrong. <laughs> no, your logic about it was sound and that's why i think it's important that we're doing this episode in part is because everything can look bad at the end of the year Mm -hmm. but the process that you put into it and the why of of why you said something is just as important as what the final tally says Mm -hmm. so yes you were incorrect because he obviously did not regress no he was the rb1 by a landslide and when i say landslide Let me just reinforce what I'm saying here, okay? First of all, he finished with 85-plus points better than he did last year. So, again, anti-regression. He finished 156 points better than the next guy down the list this year. That is domination. So so that 85 points Mm -hmm. over the 15 weeks of the season? Mm -hmm. Because obviously bye week. You don't score points on the bye week. You mean 16, though. I don't count week 17. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, which is fair. Yeah. We should address that very quickly. Yeah, we should. Week 17 is garbage. Yes. So not counting week 17. Okay. So I, I 15 weeks. That's an average of 5.66 points additional each week he gave you over last year on average. That's insane. That's that crazy. Insane? That's almost a touchdown. Year, That's almost a touchdown a game. Absolutely. And last year you were already so fucking pleased with what he did absolutely. week in and week out. Oh, my God. And the thing is, he didn't have off weeks. His off week, there was only one single week he finished outside the top 15. Ugh. One. That's crazy. Only two weeks did he finish outside the top eight. You, All you, year long. You cannot get more consistent than that. It's crazy. And what the denominator is? Norv Turner. Norv Turner is the common denominator because he's the guy who last year ran him in the ground, and we thought there's no way you can keep doing that with your franchise running back kind of guy. That's what Norv Turner does. So it was I, – I did call you out on it because I went back and listened to the episode, and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't too soft or too hard on this. So question. Porridge. Question for you. Sure. What do you think the Cam Newton injury – how do you think that affected CMC's usage? When we talked about this in the offseason, the only hesitation that I had was that Cam would get injured. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would cause some flukiness with how the touches were distributed. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they would run him too much and not throw it to him enough or whatever. Uh, I don't think that it did anything. It doesn't really, matter. He's- maybe it took away some touchdowns. I, I bet it took away some short yardage touchdowns because Cam is the guy who's going to, at the inside the five, right. he's just going to go get it. Uh, or at least old traditional Cam Correct. would do that. Whereas Kyle Allen, mm-hmm. not really his deal. Yeah, not quite career, so mobile. Not his deal. So I do bet that he got a couple of extra touchdowns out of that. Otherwise, it's really hard to say. Okay. What do you, I mean, what do you think, honestly, 
if he had had Cam his entire season, would it have looked super different? I don't know super different. He probably still would have been RB1 overall. I feel like there probably wouldn't have been as many dump-off passes. You know, Cam has more of a cannon for an arm and can, you know, rifle it over the mountains at any given moment. So there may have been some more downfield passing and not quite so much of the dump-offs. But, again, I think he would have finished as the RB1 by far and away. I mean, he was just... He had that special of a season. Because I don't think Cam takes away 150 fans. No. Oh, I just don't think that it's possible that no matter how he gets the touches, Mm -hmm. I just think he's built to maximize every single touch that he gets in the way that we kind of thought Saquon Barkley was Mm -hmm. going to be. So, And look, it's fair, like... Saquon as your number one coming into the year seemed very legit. If yeah, you had him there, absolutely, obviously, I look. I'm I'm stupid enough to have taken Alvin Kamara above CMC in our actual draft this year. Right. So I get it because again, part of the thing was Cam. What happens with Cam and how are the touches distributed? So uh, it's it's not like it was an unfair assessment. No, but. <laughs> Holy shit. But you felt yes. bad if you were in our shoes and yes. you passed up on Absolutely. For any, any yeah, absolutely. reason at all. So, well, again, all guys that were going to revisit so the So, 101 next year, redraft? The only thing that would make him not the 101 is if Norv and all of Norv's descendants are gone. So, Scott Turner, uh, his son, mm-hmm. who seems to have that same affection. Mm-hmm. Could, okay. be, could produce similar results. So, right. I, I think that by default he has to be, but... All right, let's All talk right. wide receivers. Yes. And this, both of ours are very sore spots for, for each of us here. So really uh, I do kind of relish this, though. This, 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 this was your boy. This was your drinking buddy. I this, leaned hard into you, him. You were riding him so hard all off season. He was you, my you majestic the drum. stallion. You were just beating the drum oh, all yeah. all off season beating for him. Beating that dead drum. So Robbie Anderson, of course, we're talking about, if you're not familiar with our podcast. He Which welcome. was ADP wide receiver 29, finished as wide receiver 40, outside top three wide receiver scoring. So to give him a little bit of credit, uh-huh. new offense this year with Adam Gaze, where yeah. apparently all offenses go to die. It should have been a red flag. There's that. Darnold was out for the first quarter of the season. Yes. With the mono. Yes, that's true. So that affected that as well, I believe. I agree. But we don't make excuses. Nope. This is what it is. So No excuses. Play like a champion. <laughs> that's right. So Robbie only had two top 12 wide receiver one finishes. There was two weeks where he was a wide receiver two and one week where he was a wide receiver three. That's only five for the mathematics out there. That's five out of 16 playable weeks that he was usable, basically. And he only had five red zone targets on the year, which is not good. No. And you said when you were just spouting your love for him (laughs) that you thought he was going to have seven to nine touchdowns on the season. I know. He only had five. I know. Can I, can I offer my devil's advocate for that part of it? You can offer, but okay. and, I will again, not accept. <laughs> it does not excuse anything that I said here because I was all in. And, in fact, one thing that you graciously left out was I even called him being a top 15 wide receiver. And I felt pretty confident. You were, you, you I didn't say more it was an absolute, but I was like, he's probably going to be a top 15 guy. Just looking at what his stats were with Sam Darnold, I said, if Sam plays all the whole season, he's like a top 15 guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously not. Now, here's what I will offer. Okay. When it was just him and Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. so from uh, post-kissing uh, disease on with mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, when he finally came back into the mix post-mono, mm-hmm. from week 16 to 17, Robbie was wide receiver 30 which is more usable, still not great, or, or still not as great as I pegged him to be by So which weeks means. was this? This was week 6 through 17. Okay. And if you want to take out the last week, uh, you know, because 17 oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking, like, he had a two-point game, a 2.1-point game. That's right. A 5.3-point game. Oh! I mean, he had a lot of horrible games in there. Uh, yeah, where he is... just, if you started him... You were sad. Yeah. 
You're sad. very sad. You're very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that's my point is, uh, this is not to excuse it. This is only to provide some context. Is with Sam Darnold, you were less sad than without Sam Darnold. He did not score a single touchdown without Sam Darnold. So it, only in reference to into my touchdown margin of that seven to nine, he scored five. But that was only from weeks 6 through 17. So if he'd had Sam the whole season, I believe that he very well would have fit that 7-9. and nine. Again, Maybe. that's a what if. That's that's not a reality. We deal in reality. We'll never here. know. But the process, you have to admit at least, the process Correct. is better with Sam Darnold. Yes. Now, does that mean that I'm going to hype him up as a top 15 again next year? We'll wait and see. We will wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you leave him wanting That's more. right. Um, so that was unfortunate. What was also unfortunate, to an extent, was who you pegged as a big old red flag for your wide receiver, mm-hmm. which was Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Now, if you recall our conversation from this offseason, or actually our many conversations from this offseason, because I don't think we talked about a player more than we talked about Amari Cooper, unless it was maybe Robbie Anderson. Could be. Um, but you were so confident that Amari was... Correct me if I'm wrong, but garbage. <laughs> More or less from a say, fantasy football consistency standpoint. I would say he was not consistent. Yes. I didn't say he was garbage. I said he wasn't consistent. Now, here's one thing that you did say about him, and I pulled this quote just to throw it in your face here. Because I knew you were going to throw Robbie at me so hard. Although you were gentler than I expected, so thank you. Uh, but I'm not going to reciprocate. <laughs> you said he's not going to finish anywhere near the draft capital you have to spend on him. The draft capital you had to spend on him was wide receiver 13. Fluctuated back and forth between 12 and 13, but ultimately right. settled on 13. Um, he finished as a wide receiver 10. Okay. So he obviously finished near and above where you said right. that he was going so to So I was finish. incorrect there. You were incorrect there. And here's the – so I think our biggest source of contention was consistency. Mm-hmm. Right? It's because previously – and he had switched offenses mid-season through, and that was a big sticking point for us was, mm-hmm. did that really matter? Did that not matter as much? I claim that it did. You were less uh, convinced, let's say. You were less convinced that that was the reason he was inconsistent. So you basically just said, I don't want the eight-point weeks that he's going to give you because mm-hmm. he gave you a lot yep. or, or what felt like a lot mm-hmm. during that year. I don't sure. want eight-point weeks from this guy. True. So if you're spending a second-round pick on him, I don't want any of my lineup. I don't want to deal with it. That's and that's a boom bust guy, right? Correct. That so that eight point region that's kind of the boom bust delineator for a top tier wide receiver that you draft. Let me throw something out your way, please. Okay, please do. Here is how Amari's Cooper, Amari Cooper's season actually looked this year. Okay, he had four. Wide receiver one weeks. He had four wide receiver two weeks. He had two wide receiver three weeks. So that is 10 in total that he is wide receiver three or better. Mm-hmm. And not looking at week 17 again. So 10 out of 16 mm-hmm. for our purposes here. So wide receiver three or better. That's usable. Yes, that's very usable. Now the remainder, he was lower than that. And that's no good. No. I could make the excuse that he only played 4% of the snaps in one of those games and yada, 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 but I'm not even going to do that. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to compare him to some guys that you had to draft above Amari Cooper this year. So let's look at Keenan Allen, okay, who you had to take a few spots above Amari Cooper. He was wide receiver 11. Now, Keenan Allen only had three wide receiver one weeks. He had the four wide receiver two weeks. He had the two wide receiver three weeks, and everything else was lower than that. Just looking at those numbers, that's worse, right? That's worse than Amari, okay? Let's look at Stefan Diggs' numbers, who you drafted above Amari Cooper. He had four wide receiver one weeks, only one wide receiver two weeks. He did have three wide receiver three weeks, but the rest were worse than that. But you had to spend better draft capital on Stefan Diggs. I want to spend more on Diggs, but that's just me. Well, however, I, I, Diggs, was never, Diggs was never set up as, oh, man, he's so boom bust. I don't want to deal with that in my lineup, right? 
But even guys that have this crazy high draft capital, like DeAndre Hopkins, has those eight-point weeks. He had, in fact, he started off very slow. Three to four, eight words, eight to ten mm-hmm. in that range. And so you're never going to be happy with the eight to ten range. The question is, uh, was Amari Cooper unfairly designated as a boom bust guy in comparison to the other guys going around him, I should say? Um, I think based off of history, no, that wasn't unfair. <laughs> because that's all we'd seen from him for the first four years that's all we saw was and i know different team different scheme yes. what have you yes fact remains that is what we had seen from him very boom bust true i guess so what what was so fascinating about this to me and i'm not i'm not doing this just to throw you under the bus but a little bit let's be honest a little bit i'm doing it to throw you in the bus but really it is so when we say boom bust what do we mean by that because i say that with not just wide receivers i say it with running backs all the time too mm-hmm. where it's guys like for example, Devonta Freeman is a perfect example of that, where, hey, he's going to win you some weeks, but you're going to have to put up with some real stinkers to Absolutely. get that. And so it's going to be interesting for me because I'm completely reassessing my definition of it this offseason, especially it's, for wide receivers. It's one of those where at the end of the year, they look really good. They finish better than you think, mm-hmm. but how you get there is not great. It's like the you rocky said. road. Yeah, it's the, it's it's the rise and fall. It's a roller coaster every week. Jameis Winston, correct. It's the same deal. It's yes, if you if you ride them long enough, and if you just say that I'm going to stick them in every week and don't tinker, right, and and try and play the matchups with them because I feel like that's where people get really burned that's where you, by that is where you guys. get burned. Hey, maybe I'll just stick him on my flex every week, but he's there. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna stay there every single week, and I'm going to ride the wave. And if you're cool doing that, you can get really great wins from him but you do have to endure but it's just curious because i don't hear that said about keenan allen much uh and i didn't realize that about keenan allen until i went week by week Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck this guy is just as boom bust maybe that was only this year i haven't gone back to the previous years to be fair um i didn't look further than this year for right now but it was very interesting now to be fair changed offenses last year and you didn't want to believe just say it you didn't want to believe in jason garrett no i think rightfully so 100 percent rightfully so and luckily you don't have to believe in him next year good i still wouldn't do you does does jason garrett leaving help your amari cooper ranking we'll see we'll see how the offseason goes it's a little early to tell because we because Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. who we are both very familiar with, yes, taken over. It'll, it'll probably boy. take until like the end of the preseason to like really hammer it down, just yeah. until we see like how the offense runs and and what they're going to be doing. Yes, and we don't even know if all the guys are still going to be there. Randall Cobb, I don't know what his contract situation. And we even don't is. even know if Amari is going to be there. Honestly, very true. Very true. He could move somewhere else. We don't know. Or Dak. Yeah. Very true. I mean, all of it is mm-hmm. up in up in the air. Correct. Let's say. Yes. All right. Motherfucker, now we have to talk about Titans. Yes. We this have is why I try to draw out Amari as long as possible. Yes. No mm-hmm. n- no real victories in this one, unfortunately. We both no. really face-planted hard. Um, That's not true. You, look, it was hard as hell for me to find somebody for the tight end spot for you for this. Because we're talking Austin Hooper as your drinking buddy. True. We're talking basically other guys who are all up and up and who all finished inside the top 14. Every other guy that you pegged to finish somewhat highly finished inside the top 14. So. Am I a tight end whisperer? You might be. Ooh. You might be. Don't, I don't know if that's good or not. But. I don't know. I, I think that's that's not only a fantasy football Is that the uh, title gig, of my sex tape? But it's also <laughs> the title of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here. So you had Jordan Reed as your drinking buddy this year. You were very high on him. Drafted ADP tight end 18 uh, in the 13th round, 163 so overall. So essentially free. He <laughs> didn't even make the field in the regular season. He got injured in the third preseason game. They finally put him on IR in October, done for the year. 
with concussion. Uh, let's be honest, he probably shouldn't come back at all. No. I mean, he's had so many of them. You hate to see it. I beg him to retire I know. at this point. It's, but, I mean, I didn't feel great about pointing this one out just because he didn't even get on the field to get a chance to play. But I did say. But you were, you were very high on him. You're, obviously, he was your drinking buddy. Yeah. So that's what I have for a tight end. So and sorry. I, and I felt like, I, I believe I even mentioned, he was looking healthier than ever coming mm-hmm. into this offseason, et cetera, I'm sure et it was. If he stays healthy, I'm sure that was the disclaimer. If he stays healthy. I don't that, even think I said if. I think he's, I think I said, I, I bet he stays healthier. Or I bet he plays more games than he has in the past. Just because he looked good in the offseason. And there's a lesson. Yep. When a guy is that injury prone, and I don't throw that word around lightly, but Jordan Reed is injury prone. Yes, he is. Uh, All right. Boy. Finish us off here. Yeah, same, man. I didn't know what to say here. So I put in Jay Sternberger because, again, all of your tight end options besides him were fucking gold. You just listed him as an up-and-coming player in our divisional breakdowns, which I was all for, uh, to be fair. You could have put Jimmy Graham in this slot, too, and been just as correct. I didn't put him as an official designation mm-hmm. like my dude. But I was pretty high on Jimmy Graham, and that didn't pan out either. Um, and that was in contrast to your Jay Sternberger, because I thought, oh, nope, he's not going to get it this year. He was tight in 50. You weren't drafting him. No, You could have just waited free. to pick him up, though, at some point in the offseason, which I, I believe is basically your gist there was, mm-hmm. hey, look at midseason. You can get this guy because he's a rookie tight end, and he might flash. Exactly. Well, he didn't get a play. He only played four games, um, scored zero points in those four games, but it's a rookie tight Finally end. Finally coming on in the playoffs here, though. He, he still didn't have a catch, but he drew a flag. That's right. So that's something. <laughs> we should write our fantasy football heads and, and uh, allow flags to count for points what do you think sure why not just like one point right you draw a flag you get a point how about that sure Simple. with as much offensive pass interference they're calling now defense would get some points right yeah you go hey you get one i think that's i think there's something to that i've heard people talk about like giving yards yeah all the lost yards yeah. i don't like that just a point just point per flag yeah that's something let's ooh. alternate scoring we could be on the we could be on a path yeah, that's something right. here MFL, we're going to hit you up. <laughs> See if you can incorporate this score. I'm sure they could. No, you had no tight end flaws. That's the only fucking thing I could find. So, Well, at least we've got good beer to finish off on here. We do. Thank you for conceding that it's better than the 3.6 that was previously put on yeah, I gave it a 4. Come on. You did. No, you did. You get props. All right. So since we're at the end of our show sheet here, we're at the end of the episode. As always... Go on iTunes. Give us a rate and review, please. We really do appreciate it. It helps others like you find us. Uh, We've got some exciting things in the works here, so stay tuned for that. Uh, We'll be posting on Twitter, on our webpage. There's going to be a very busy off-season for us. Yes, we've got a lot of things things in the works here, so we're very excited about that. So Uh, stay out. You're glad that you're here on the ground floor. That's right. (laughs) As always, we are taking your drunk trades, any... You know, roster construction questions, draft questions. You know, we're in, we're in the uh, non-point scoring season here. Uh, dynasty rules, obviously, at this point. So if you're wondering about trades or trade bait or any sort of player questions, hit us up. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're at, at Drinking Fantasy, and you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge or just uh, anywhere out in the world lording over uh, Dustin Samari Cooper take. That's right. Wherever he is. I follow him around. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Cheers.